Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of 2 Corinthians. Uh, We're in chapter 5. We're just going to be looking at a few verses, um, 11 through 15. Um, This is where we left off yesterday. Um, And we'll begin with a question. What are you seeking? What are you seeking? Are you trying to, you know, this is what I got out of the the study today. McGee made the point. It really hit home with me. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to be a great something? Uh, McGee made the point that this preacher wanted to be a great preacher. But over and over and over, he tried, he thought about it, and he thought about it. He prayed about it. But eventually, you know, he was torn between trying to be a great preacher or a great servant. And after a while, he came to the conclusion, I can't be a great preacher. God, I Father, I'll, I'll just try to be a good servant. And um, I can be an obscure preacher, but I'd rather be a good servant in your eyes. In your eyes. Whose eyes are we trying to please? Um, and what are we really, what are we really uh, working for or against? And McGee made the point that Jeremiah put it like this in Jeremiah 45, 5. Don't seek great things for yourself. Basically, he's saying, don't seek that. Seek to try to serve God. And you'll win your life as a reward. Because right now you're in death. That, to me, is such wisdom. And McGee made the point that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. We see that in Proverbs uh, chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord. And we live in a culture today where nobody, you know, very, you know, much of the culture doesn't fear God. Much of the culture wants to take God for granted and picture God as this lovey-dovey granddaddy who never uh, gets mad at anybody, and he loves everybody, and God is love, and this, that, and the other, and you don't have anything to worry about. McGee says that's terrible, because God does save you. God can save you, but it's through Jesus Christ. But for those who don't repent, 
it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of a living God whom you haven't repented. Because those people will never be able to be in his presence. So we need to have this healthy fear of how bad we are and how much we need to repent. That's the beginning of wisdom. So when you look around today, do you see a lot of wisdom? You don't see anybody living like they fear God. Like how dangerous it is for us to be out of His will. Don't seek these things for yourself to be great. Let your primary motivation be to serve Him. That's the beginning of wisdom. And that's reality. So let's look at this with this question in mind. What are we seeking today? Chapter 5, verse 11 of 2 Corinthians. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord. Okay? Starting with wisdom. This is something wise for you. We persuade others. In other words, we do what we do because we fear what it's like to be out of God's will and for others to be out of God's will. That's why we do what we do. We don't do it for ourselves. But what we are is known to God. And I hope it is also known to your conscience. In other words, we are doing what God compels us to do. And God knows that. Verse 12, we are not condemning ourselves, commend, excuse me, we are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about our, about outward appearance and not what is in the heart. In other words, if you have anything to brag about, brag about the gospel. Brag about the fact that we have a Savior who is saving us from certain death. That's what you can brag about. Brag in Christ, but not outward appearances. It's what's in the heart that matters. And then Paul's letter might have been against people who are maybe calling Christians crazy or maybe him crazy. So look what he says in verse 13. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. In other words, we're not crazy. And if we are crazy, it's for you. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. This is the gospel message. Christ died for all who trust in him for their sake. So that now you're not living for yourselves, but you're living for Christ who has died and was raised 
The life you live is a new life because you've died. You've shared that death with Christ. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Don't seek for yourself to be great at anything. Seek for yourself to be great in Christ. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. I really like this little study today. I hope you do too. And as always on this great spiritual battlefield, keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study in 2 Corinthians. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 10, all the way to verse 16. So there are three motivations God gives to believers for serving Him down here on earth and witnessing for Him. Okay, and we had looked at the first one um, yesterday in our study. So the first one talked about, um, you know, like I said, the one we looked at last time. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. That is, while we are down here according to that which he has done, be it good or bad, we will be rewarded according to how we serve God down here. So this is a motive for serving Christ because this is a report that will have to that actually will have to give him some day and we have this stated in revelations 22 verse 12 which reads um let me just turn to the book of revelations 22 verse 12 reads as follows And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So, you know, during um, the judgment seat of Christ, we will be rewarded according to our works down here. And this is for um, uh, children of God. So he's talking here to believers not non-believers and they will be brought before the judgment seat of christ so this is the bamer and not the great white throne the great white throne is for everyone believers and unbelievers but the judgment seat of christ is for believers we will be given a reward for our work down here so we should be ambitious whether present or absent we might be accepted of him we should labor in a way that we are going to be accepted in him So all of us are accepted in Christ, accepted in the beloved, but this here is to be accepted in accepted of the Lord. So there is a difference of being accepted in Christ and being accepted of Christ. So accepted in Christ, that's um that's a must. Um and <clears throat> sorry, accepted in Christ, that's um You know, that's a must that and that's a must, sorry, and we must stand before 
Christ. That's accepted in Christ. So God sees me in him. And he's made unto me all that I need. Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So he is my perfection. That's to be accepted in Christ. And God sees me in Christ. Because Christ is perfect. So that's to be accepted um, in Christ. So God sees us in Christ and you and me are complete in him. We're perfect in him and we can't add or remove to that completeness. So being accepted of Christ now, um, this has to do with one's state. So what is, um, what is our ambition? Is it to be accepted of Christ? So in him is my standing. So most times we tend to actually think that our ambition should be for us to actually do something great for God. We don't do need to do that. But God just wants us to be his servants. So that's being accepted of Christ. So it's our ambition. Like we just need to serve God. We need we don't even need to add anything to um to it. So if we look at Jeremiah 45 verse 5 it reads uh, Jeremiah 45 verse 5 reads and do you seek great things for yourself do not seek them for behold I will bring adversity on all flesh says the Lord but I will give your life to you as a prize in all places wherever you go so this is putting it plain enough actually here in jeremiah so there are a lot of ambitious people in god's service you know they even start to think of themselves as you know perfect on their own Uh, but it's a selfish ambition if you want to be god's servant then you may be able um to do something he will actually reward us for it so we should aim to be his servant and will stand before him someday so they should be motivation for us to actually serve him you have a lot of people today you know they're even unreachable like i want to talk to like a church pastor like certain modern day churches today i'm not mentioning any names you know like a pastor is just unattainable unreachable and you're thinking is this man a servant of god or you know um who is he serving um so you know we have incidents instances like that so we should be motivated um so you know us being um, ambitious for the things of God should be motivation for us to actually serve him. So we are doing something that can be accepted and rewarded to us. So, okay. So verse 11, that's where our study is starting from today. Chapter 5, it reads, Knowing therefore the terror. Actually, it starts from verse 10. Let me just read verse 10 through to verse 11. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So this is um, the reward uh, on the judgment seat of Christ for believers, for the work we have done down here. Verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God. And I also trust we are well known in your con consciences yeah okay so terror here um 
refers to fear. So the Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if we look in Hebrews 10 verse 31, it reads, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So here our... God is a holy and righteous God and just God who loves us and wants to and wants us to and wants to save us. So if we don't come his way, he will come be, we will come before him in judgment. And so knowing the terror or fear of the Lord, we persuade men to follow Christ, to believe in him. So the Lord Jesus Christ said, he came to seek and to serve that which was lost. So we should look at service and serving God. That should be our ambition. Verse 12 goes on to read, For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart so if you're declaring the full counsel of god you can do it in a loving manner and not you know bring down um thunder and lightning but actually we need to recognize today and state that it's that men are lost and you know you have to state it like if the church is lost the congregation is lost Believers are not doing the right thing. You have to state it. You have to be candid about it. So if we're without Christ, um, we're a hell-doomed sinner if we don't have Christ. So you need Christ, and this message may not actually be popular, but that's what the Bible actually says. You and I need Christ. We're in a lost world. So we ought to declare the whole counsel of God and this is motivation enough to actually get the word of God out. So second motivation here to declare the whole counsel of God because we need, we are his humble servants and that should be motivation because if we don't have Christ, we're doomed. Hell doomed, doomed sinners. Verse 13 goes on to read, For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for for you so Paul here is saying that he's doing this for God he's not doing it to please anyone he's he's because God has commissioned him to actually preach the word and um, you know and bring sinners to Christ so he is doing it for God okay so verse 14 goes on to read for the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus for if one died for all, then all died. So he gives us his third motive here. And it's the love of Christ that's actually pushing us out. That's motivating us to, that causes us to give God's word out. So this is what St. Paul the Apostle, to the ends of the earth, the gospel has to be given out in the power of the holy spirit and christ died for all of us that we that they which live should not live by themselves but 
unto him. So this is the gospel, the love of God. It's the love of Christ constrains us. So yeah, this actually just sums up the gospel. It's the love of God, the love of Christ. So the gospel is to set forth the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is the facts of the gospel. And when we preach this to men, we call upon men to be reconciled to God. So this is what the gospel is, that God says to us to be reconciled to him. And for us to be reconciled to him, uh, we will obey his word. If you love me, obey my word. That's what God said. And if we obey his word, we get reconciled with him. So here in verse 14, this actually means uh, mankind is under the sentence of death. So when Adam was in the garden of Eden, he was our head. So the old creation is, and it was, he was like the old creation and uh, the old creation was on trial and we are on trial in Adam. And God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of this tree as the day you shall eat of it, you will die. And Adam deliberately disobeyed God and he came unto the sentence of death and he took the entire race with him. We are all represented in Adam. So we are born into a family of death. When the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world, he found us dead in trespasses and sin. So he didn't come up into the world on a high plane, but he's the sinless one. So he was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. So he came down here to save sinners. So he came down into the place of death where man is and he died for all because man was dead and he takes believers up with him in the resurrection of life so he's taking us to um, the heavenlies and we are now seated in the heavenlies and he's raised us up and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Christ died for all and took our place. If we are going to live, we're going to we're going to be we're going to actually live by faith in God. So we know no man after the flesh in this world and we are all just lost men if we don't have Jesus Christ. Verse 15 goes on to read and he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves but for him he died for them and rose again so he died for all of us so we died with him and we rose with him and we should be reconciled to christ that's like our motivation and um him dying for us um should be motivation enough for us to actually live by faith verse 16 goes on to read therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even though we have known christ according to the flesh yet now we know him thus no longer so we don't know him according to the flesh so all men without christ on earth are lost christ died for all of us whether sinner whether um a believer so if you don't know christ you are lost and if you're lost like it's, it's a 
sad. It's a situation, bleak situation. Um, you know, you can't just live with purpose. One has to live with a goal, with a purpose. And um, our purpose in life, the number one goal and purpose in life is actually to serve Christ and to be reconciled with him, to glorify him. Okay, so this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.